Hey folks, this is Gavin Roth with another episode of the Roth Revenue Podcast, the Influencers of Sponsorship Marketing Series. This episode features Brian Cooper, who is uh, Chairman and CEO of MKTG, one of the leading sponsorship marketing agencies in the world. And Brian truly embodies the theme of this uh, podcast series as he really is one of the most influential sponsorship marketing executives out there. In this episode, you're going to hear Brian talk about uh, some insights behind the landmark Scotiabank Arena deal. Uh, he will give his thoughts on um, uh, bravery and courageousness and how uh, important those uh, traits are. Uh, and he's also going to share a story about uh, his relationship with Wayne Gretzky, the great one, and how that really helped propel his career. So uh, it's a relatively quick episode. It should be uh, an easy listen, uh, but as I say, tremendous insights from uh, one of the great uh, leaders in our field. I hope you enjoy. So let me tell you a bit about Brian uh, for the two of you out there who don't already know who this guy is. And I'm going to read this little blurb off uh, your agency website because it really says it well. Um, it makes me think actually about uh, you're, you're a sports fan like I am and um, I don't know if you remember Tiger Woods and Phil Nicholson were on a tee together and the starter is introducing Tiger mm-hmm. and he goes on and on and on and on with his accomplishments and mm-hmm. Nicholson finally stepped in and said enough already <laughs> right I feel like I could do that in your case so uh, so Brian has done it all, including start two agencies. He's won a great cup, launched the Raptors brand in Canada, and I'm a huge Raptors fan, so that's awesome. Thank you. Um, started a radio station and owned a pizza joint. Um, and uh, through all those endeavors, he's forged unbreakable relationships with many of the most influential people in the industry. And one thing it doesn't mention here is that Brian was the winner of the inaugural SMCC Hall of Fame Award, which uh, I was at that ceremony and very well deserved. So, Brian, thanks for sitting with me today. Well, thank you. As, as Mickelson said, enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, tell, tell the listeners, uh, if you can, about, um, well, I know you can, but tell the listeners about your career and sponsorship marketing and how you kind of in sports marketing and how you kind of got into it because that's a great line. yeah but you know what uh, at the time and, and this is an aging thing uh, it was a nascent business uh, you know Mark, Mark McCormick uh, had just sort of gotten into it into the US and was building IMG with his athlete roster uh, but my background was accounting and uh, I was trapped in hell uh, because I did article for two years and wrote my exam and I said I am not doing this for the rest of my life. Um, I got my first break uh, from Chris Lang and so at the time there were three people in Chris's office, uh, you probably know them all, um, and uh, Chris sort of gave me, you eat what you kill and you know, gave me a desk and I didn't kill much. <laughs> And so I was pretty hungry, but I had a very supportive wife. Um, and then finally I did. And I actually uh, uh, was, I was really persistent uh, in getting both corporate sponsors and getting properties. Um, and one property that sort of changed my career was 
I cold called Wayne Gretzky's dad every three weeks for nine months and uh, finally got to him on the phone, uh, guaranteed him something I couldn't deliver at the time, but I thought I, I had been talking to a sponsor. Um, and he came in and we cut a deal and Molson had owned hockey at the time and I brought Labatt in to sponsor the Wayne Gretzky Celebrity Sports Classic. I then went out on my own with an agency. Um, and I got, look, I got to tell you, I got very lucky. I had a lot of supportive people uh, from, you know, Chris, you know, that first break uh, to people along the way that uh, I admired and that, that had mentored me. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I actually went for a job at IMG at one point and I lost it, to, lost that to Elliot Kerr. Uh, <laughs> and, but, you know, I, I, was, I went from having that one agency to, I did that, I think, for about eight to nine years. We built it up. I think we were 26 people, and I had a, a, a lot of properties and sponsors. What was agents? I, I, uh, Hollis Communications. Yeah. Uh, and I then, um, Wayne had bought a football team with Bruce McDonald and mm-hmm. John Candy. They asked me to be president, so I did that, and we won a great cup, and uh, that was a difficult time having those three owners, especially in light of the fact that Bruce didn't have money and was... Ended up in jail for six yeah. years. Yeah. Um, but I was selling sponsorships at that point in time, building an organization. We had about 70 people on staff at that time. I think it was around 34. Um, maybe it was 36. Uh, so that, that gave me the, the team experience. And then John Bitoff was doing the World Championships of Basketball. So I left that and, and I ran operations for him there. And then at the same time, he landed the NBA uh, uh, franchise. So that was head of operations and business development. So I had a dual portfolio with John, and it was uh, it was one of those twenty four seven jobs, and uh, it was great. It was a great great deal. The startup is an experience that you can never replicate, uh, but it gave me uh, a lot of uh, uh, good things to learn from. Uh, and then uh, after uh, I partnered with Larry Tannenbaum and started a company called Insight Sports, which was a broadcast media company. We started the NHL Network, Gold TV, uh, uh, Gaming TV, uh, World Fishing Network. These have, all been so, uh, gold, uh, these have all been sold to Stan Kroenke in the U.S. And then from there I started this agency. Uh, this agency was three people and they're 55 now. And I sold it to a company called Dentsu uh, Aegis out of Japan. Yeah, Aegis. massive. It's a massive a global operate. agency. Yeah. So yeah. I got to tell you, along the way, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I met a lot of good people. Um, and you know what? Uh, and I say this to my colleagues here all the time uh, relationships count. Yeah. And um, you better deliver what you say you're going to deliver uh, because all you have is your reputation. And that sounds simple. It's but not, how many people don't? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, but you can't hide behind a computer. Uh, you can't, you know, Skype. You can do all those things once a relationship has been built and trust and reputation is in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, that is like the, my biggest advice to my colleagues here is it's still the number one thing, relationships. Good for you. Yeah. Um, you touched on Chris. Chris is uh, somebody I laying who I regard as my one of my mentors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mentorship is, is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I always encourage people go and find a good mentor. Um, 
in the field you want to get into. Um, anybody else stand out along the way? Well, Chris gave me the first break. I think that, I got to tell you, it's kind of not even in the industry, Paul Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who brought in the Blue Jays into Paul has been a friend and a mentor uh, for a gazillion years uh, and still is to this day. Uh, and you know what? It was mentorship, mentoring and leadership uh, and, and bold moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's made some bold moves. And so there are a lot of people along the way. Uh, there's a guy named Andre Kapinski uh, that, you know, he's, he's, he's in the gaming industry now. But he's also Dennis Shapovalov's. Uh, backer and agent today. That's the guy. Yeah. You see him at all of Yeah, and a lot of people say he's fast. He sits with him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a fast guy. He's a fast talker. But this guy delivers on everything that he says he's going to do. And he's bold and courageous. Uh, you know, there's John Collins. I don't know if you know John Collins. Yeah, sure. So yeah. I, I met John when he was in the NFL. And John is bold. His negotiation style is one of respect, uh, but hard. Uh, and and I always loved the way he did that. And this guy's uh, David Hopkinson, yeah. uh, who was a, when I was at the Raptors, he was a kid coming up, he was a ticket grunt, but you could tell the way he managed up uh, that he was going to go somewhere. His great, great people skills, great people skills. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's not afraid to, again, boldness, he's not afraid to throw the big number out, but support it. Uh, and with, so there's a lot of people that either were mentoring me because they were in senior positions or attributes that I learned from colleagues that were junior to me yeah, that I said, a, that's a good thing. It's uh, interesting because I, um, um, as I told you offline, I'm doing these uh, training workshops for sponsorship right. and partnership sellers. And the first slide I put up is a picture of a guy that nobody knows and his name is Jack Grout. And Jack Rout is the swing coach for Jack Nicholas, the only swing coach wow. that Nicholas has ever wow. had. And I said, if that guy can learn from somebody and needs to learn from somebody, needs to go back and refine we from all somebody, do. we all do. So I like what you said about well, you can learn from anybody. And, and, up, and down, there's, there's one guy that I, I have to mention, and he's probably most influential is Wayne Gretzky. Uh, you can see that. Yeah. That's the bullseye. Uh, he's down 3-2, and you know he's looking at how do we get out of this. But And we're referring to a picture in the office here. But Wayne, uh, he, he threw out, you know, and so I've been friends with Wayne for 30-something years. He sets a goal, and he does everything to get there. I was there for his four cups, and, you know, the focus on achievement um, uh, is, is, is key. And so, you know, visualizing it, but also just completing, being completely dedicated to doing what it takes to achieve. Yeah. And so I think that's, but he, he's probably been the most important to me. Yeah, well said. And what you don't see is the amount of practice that these oh, guys put in. We see them show up on game day on TV or in person, but it's behind the scenes that the greats hold their craft. Without right? a doubt. But I think that applies to business as well. You, you've got to constantly be learning it's constant yeah um let's pivot to partnership sponsorship programs i'd love to just hear from you one that that you were directly involved in in some capacity that you're particularly proud of and, and why it stands out a sponsorship or partnership program well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of them. They're, <laughs> they're, all, they're all pretty interesting yeah. and different um 
in the middle of them now. That's interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, the Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just sheer size. Amazing. That was an $800 million deal over a 20-year period. You know, the, 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 what we did, the smartest thing we did was the contract previous to this one coming up was we put in at the last minute that Scotiabank would have the first right if Air Canada passed. Hmm. And we had put a time frame on it, and no one on the street knew that. Uh, and so that gave us a window in and up that they could not go out to anyone before, uh, until uh, in that time frame in goodwill and good conscience that they, um, in good faith, excuse me, that they would negotiate with us. Uh, so that deal in itself was very, very complicated because no matter what anyone says, every bank on the street wanted that deal. Absolutely. It's, it's, and so uh, to, to get it done, uh, and, and by the way, every bank would have paid more if they had to. Uh, because when you look at banks, most of them are making two billion a quarter. Yeah. This thing doesn't even show up on that P&L. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that one was good because it, politically it was tough. The how uh, the, the 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 category itself is a massive category, and it's not just retail banking and credit cards and wealth management and insurance and so. Getting through those business channels uh, and negotiating the value in both internally for the bank and then uh, with uh, with the uh, arena uh, MLSNE, it was interesting. It, it, what I always find fascinating about bank or financial institution partnerships, as you said, there's all those different business units, and a deal of that magnitude would have to pull on leaders in each of those was that something you were that you let an internal champion whether it's John Doy the CMO well, J- do, J- or did you have to get in well, no. with all of those John would do that because yeah. you know it had to be internal uh, personnel speaking to the other business leaders but providing uh, the backdrop and the uh, a, the valuation of what this sponsorship could do uh for those brands, yeah, uh, we provided that, Good. Uh, along with obviously this was a teamwork. I mean, yeah, yeah. But we and look, MTTG played a, a major role in that deal. Yeah. And but you know, and I, I give all credit to John Doig and his leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk about being courageous. Yeah. Uh, you know, walking into your CEO and saying, "I think we should do this deal," mm-hmm. and here's why. Uh, it's courageous and. I, he started that program uh, 11 years ago about hockey. We did landscape analysis. We saw some white space that it was fragmented in terms of who really owned hockey. Uh, I mean, in some categories, Molson at that point, Tim Hortons did, but in the banking category, it was fragmented. Yeah. And it took us time, but we built up a great program that is right down to the grassroots. We're working with a million kids that we support, mm-hmm. right up to the top with P.K. Subban and mm-hmm. the, the, the teams that we have and the NHL itself. Uh, it's a good program. It's funny because it makes me think about one of the first times you and I dealt with each other was when I was at the CFL, CFL yeah. and we got Scotiabank into the right. CFL as a league-wide partner, yeah. and you started working on their business and made it hard on me at the end of that negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> but And it was a great run, yeah, and then eventually good. they said, there's an opportunity yep. in, in, a, in hockey, which we all know is... Is everything in this country? Yeah, they had to shift yeah. their sundials. They couldn't be everything to everybody. But I got to tell you, when they were in the in, in the CFL, 
they activated. You yes. remember at every Grey Cup, uh, the Scotiabank uh, exhibition with, uh, or exhibit was well attended, and yeah, we supported with the gala yeah. dinner. We supported it with more money. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm proud to be associated Absolutely. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about a program that's been in the market that you've admired from a distance? You haven't had your hands on it, perhaps, but it's just caught your attention. You think it's pretty cool and why it's grabbed your attention. Well, I've got to tell you, over the years, seeing the change in the NHL, uh, Keith Watella and the Phoenix Yes, Keith, sure. Uh, compared to the other leagues, they were sleepy town. Uh, and, you know, they, they did not have national or major brands behind them in the U.S. specifically. Yeah. And in some, somewhat in Canada as well. They, the teams themselves had stronger uh, avidity and, and this, the, their logos than the, than the shield of the mm-hmm. NHL. And that's unlike the NFL, which is it's all about the shield, and unlike Major League Baseball. Uh, and so I think Wattel uh, came in, uh, John Collins, uh, and, and turned that around. And they built shoulders around. All they had was, uh, they used to do the award show up in Toronto here, and it was uh, really wasn't well attended or, or a good program. Uh, they didn't have any shoulder programming. So they created the shoulder programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and added on uh, a value to the sponsors uh, that has taken them to you know to billion dollars in change yeah. that they're doing in sponsorship uh, and merchandising. Uh, so I think that uh, you're referring to things like the outdoor series. Well, the outdoor classics. series, the the, the winter yeah. classics, the uh, the award show now is in June in uh, down in Vegas, yeah. And, yeah. and it's a major TV show. Uh, and they brought in uh, greater talent, so they they, they developed these things. That's yeah, a great even story the, and asset creation. They, even the the All Star Game, you know, yes. they changed the format of the All Star yes. Game. They put on you know everything from the, uh, player celebrity polka tournaments. Yeah. And, I mean, they created out of thin air. But and now the Shield has really uh, rivaled the Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, because hockey is very regional, yeah. but they created national value. Good, nice, well said. Yeah, I agree. It's, and you know, Beckman get, is a pretty maligned by the media and some fans. But if you look at what he's oh, done, he's done. Let me tell you, so if I'm a shareholder, if I'm a shareholder well, of that, Gary he's Beckman, he's well paid and he should be well paid. Absolutely, yeah, he's done a great job. Um, that's great. Uh, a couple things to wrap up with is, you know, I. I when I look at successful people, I'm always curious, what, what, are there any personal habits, uh, you know, um, uh, the joke I use earlier, do you do one-arm push-ups every morning to, to, uh, to get your juices going? But um, some people are voracious readers. Some people get to bed at, you know, 9 o'clock at night. I can't do that. Okay, I will, I'm held back. I, I will yeah. tell you. Well, what do you say your personal habits that you lean on? One, networking. Yeah. You know, I used to go to the opening of an envelope. I mean, I would, <laughs> I'm serious, networking is, you know, I have a, you know, I'm, I was an immigrant to this country, mm-hmm. uh, so I knew my old roommate from university, that was it when I moved here. Uh, networking is key. Yeah. It is key, and it's, it's great to go out to something and hang out with your friends. It's better to go out to something and make new friends. Yeah. And, and what that is, again, reputation. Two, and you'll probably, you don't know this, and you probably think it's weird. I meditate, and I've been meditating for 44 years. Uh, so you were ahead of the game. When I first came out, it was transcendent. Yeah. So I meditate twice a day. 
And so first thing is when I wake up, and usually in later afternoon. And how long is each meditation 20, session? Twenty minute. Yeah. It's called transcendental meditation. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's very well known. It's, because mindfulness is such a it's, movement. It's the same thing. The same thing. But but the, uh, this started when uh, I was in university. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that that is key. Networking, I think, you know, this mindfulness and meditation, or yeah. whatever you do, working out, whatever yeah. it is. The other thing is, I'm a sort of early riser, yeah. uh, and I find between, I, I'm, I sort of get up at 5.30, 5.45, but uh, I find those early hours, my mind's the clearest, and I get, I get a lot done, more so than... Uh, at any other point uh, at, in the day, mm-hmm. and usually in my office, and this is before mm-hmm. you know fragile, agile working. Uh, but it, it, it for me to knock off all those things in the morning gives the rest of the day to you know in my case is business development negotiations. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, I was going to ask you for to wrap with advice for those looking to get into the field. You've 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 given a lot of it with networking, with bravery. Anything else persistence. persistence. It's persistence. You know yeah. what? Everyone, look, this is a sexy business. Yeah. And, you know, you could be out selling insurance, or you could be out selling cars, or you can be in the sports and entertainment business selling sponsorship and working, you know, potentially with athletes or working, you know, with major brands like the Leafs, etc. Everyone wants in on this. What's going to make the difference is persistence. In many ways, you know, getting an intern, getting a foot in the door. And, and, and if you look at the guys at Dave Hopkinson, mm-hmm. he was a ticketing grunt, group sales. And that's tough. That's banging away in phones. You know, he's now chief revenue officer of Real Madrid, one of the biggest brands in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's just, you know, being focused and being persistent. Good for you. And I love the theme you, you brought up throughout, which was boldness and bravery. It's again, we... You know, it's a big theme in in the work that I do and what we teach is um, get out of your own way, be brave, because you'll be amazed that of the positive results they'll follow versus fretting, what if, and what, you know, if just you put st- yourself out there. If you stay in your comfort zone, yeah. you're, that's where you're going to be. And, and it's, and it's look, I can't tell you how many times I have woken up. And knowing that thing, and then this little, there's a thing in my stomach, I'm a little nervous about this meeting coming up. Because, you know, I'm prepared for the meeting, but I'm really putting myself out there mm-hmm. beyond what I really feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I could tell you, those are the meetings that have led me to some of the most uh, gratifying and successful moments I've had in my career. Yeah, well said. Listen, thank you for doing this. Um, great insight. I've enjoyed chatting with you and hope to do it again down the road uh, so appreciate your time anything you want yeah and and folks uh, for more on the uh, Roth Revenue Podcast and specifically the influencers of sponsorship marketing series uh, check in with my LinkedIn profile and visit RothRevenue.com or where podcasts are available thanks for listening